Hey everybody and welcome along to this week's edition of the Irish Golfer Podcast brought to you in association with TGI Golf. Supporting the best golf pros in the game and TGI Golf Travel bringing you custom fit golf travel. Visit tgigolf.com and tgigolftravel.com for more details. It today is a bit of a sad day for golf in my in my opinion. Yeah. You know? um, so I'm sitting here in Lockerham Resort. It's the final day of uh, the Euro Pro Tour season finale, their grand final here in Lockerham. It was meant to be a season-ending joyous occasion, and as as they've done for the last twenty years. But sadly, a few weeks ago, the announcement came that the uh, the Euro Pro Tour was to be no more, and uh, after twenty years, the curtain was falling on that. So. Delighted to be joined by Dan Godding, uh, the CEO of... Hi, yeah, how's things? <laughs> uh, yeah, not too Good. bad, Dan, not too bad, Good. how are you? I'm great, and even better, this room is gorgeous, by the way, that we're sat in right it's now. It's beautiful, the nice fire, library and locker. The fire burning and the, and the books, and oh, I don't want to go out and watch the golf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm great, thank you, yeah. Thanks for coming down. No, no, thanks for having us, thanks for having us. So we've 60 players out fighting it out yep. for all the consequential stuff out in the golf course they here are. out the window. Yeah. And yeah, this is like the championship going to the Premier League, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's, it's one of those big tournaments um, and the guys are out there fighting it out on on, on an absolutely ridiculously good golf course um, that I hope the world will spot and, and they will come and add it to one of their top five bucket lists and come and play it because Lockern um, is such a fine masterpiece that uh, that we're honoured to be here and the players are having the best experience you know because they know today that, that the winner is going to be the best player out there by, by quite a long way you know th- th- there's no flukes out there in Locker and you've got to, you've got to play the ball in the right places so yeah it's good it's good to be here and we're honoured so thanks also for coming it's great No, I, I was actually shocked myself so when I arrived here went into Barry in the shop so yeah. uh, the director of golf here and he made me aware that this is actually the first pro event that they've hosted here. I, I thought... How phenomenal uh, is that? Yeah, I thought <laughs> there'd be so many events <laughs> here in the past. God. I know they've had like Irish PGA regional stuff, but this is the first sort of at a national level at yeah. a full pro. Like, this is this this could easily stage a Ryder Cup. No, it's I a mean, class facility. Absolute no doubt. This could stage a top DP World event, US PGA maybe, co-sanctioned event. This is, uh, this is a very high class golf course. So um, yeah, we're, we're really honoured to sort of put it on the map, hopefully in some little way obviously with the, with the PGA Euro Pro we're not we're not the big US PGA tour but yeah, we're going to put it on the map for them so that's a good thing so for people like some people that are tuning in will know where Euro Pro sits in the overall golf ecosystem yep. where where it sits for people that don't wear so it's 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 third tier golf it's just a level below challenge tour yeah so, so at the moment, obviously, officially, right now, we are still playing golf. Yeah, so yeah. We are still active as a golf tour. Um, we, we're we basically the fourth tour, aren't we? We were the third tour, but we're the fourth tour. We're the, um, you know, you can go from the Euro Pro to Challenge Tour to DP World Tour. And now, obviously, with, um, you know, uh, Keith uh, striking the recent deal, you can now go to the USPJ Tour in 2013. Um, so without, without going into a Q school... Um, you can come to a Monday qualifier. Theoretically, you could have done. Obviously, we've stopped now, but you could go to a Monday qualifier on the Euro Pro Tour, uh, play a good round of golf, and in four years' time, find yourself on the USPJ Tour competing against the best players on the planet. So, yeah, it's... Um, As someone like Tyrrell Hatton has done. Tyrrell's done, and Aaron's done, yeah. and, and, you know, so many guys across the years have done. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a hell of a stepping stone, and it's going to be... 
a real loss to the game of golf. I mean, well, I know there's, there's other tours coming up and through, and, and you know, I've got no problems with them. We've never been, we've never been in the game to be uh, overly competitive. Um, we just do what we've done, and we pay out the prize funds we do, and we charge the money we've charged, and you know, we do that to support the game and to try and push players from um, from the grassroots all the way up, trying to cost them as fewer pounds as we possibly can, and and put back as much as we possibly can into their accounts and we've done that very well for the last 20 years and um yeah it's, it's a sad day today for it to be the the final round ever of the euro pro tour it is a sad day like it's, it's almost it's an emotional day for you when you come to work today and i was up in your office and your staff yeah. and they're composing like final emails and final results and final <laughs> social media stuff and there was a lady in tears up there yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, you're right. It's a hell of a team. You know, the, the PGA have been incredible supporters over the last 20 years. The original the original handshake was between Barry, obviously, and Sandy. And obviously, you know, there's me, but then you can go up and over me. Um, and we should mention Barry as well in this because... That's Barry Hearn. Um, Barry Hearn, yeah. He's, he's put love's soul and a huge amount of money into this tour um to keep it alive and and he loved it in the matchroom portfolio it was uh, uh it was something where he loved to watch the players go up and through and it, and it was it was something very close to his heart to make sure this this really worked and also for sandy jones you know who who at the moment sadly i don't think he's very well but um but sandy really loved the whole idea of this tour and he wanted the pga to be behind it so it's been a partnership between matchroom and and the pga um to create the tour and both parties need to be thanked um and and obviously you know it, it needs to be out there how much effort they both put in but no jill earlier on she's found it very very emotional and um Quite a few are actually. It surprises me. I mean, I'm not a crying type of human being, but um, but I gotta say, you know, my eyes water up when when I see my team, um, you know, being quite emotional about things. Yeah, I suppose the big question is like before we're going to get into details as to what's happening here in the overall golf ecosystem. Where does like a forty grand event yeah. like Euro Pro sit in that overall ecosystem of golf? There's a lot of disruption. We've never known a year like this in golf. And the conversations I've had with some some top pros about, I suppose, the, the lack of awareness as to what's coming up behind us. And, like, being a professional golfer is a, it's a job. Yeah. But it's also, when you get to a certain level, it's a responsibility to leave it in a better place to what's coming behind. I think, I think golf's a, it's a sort of a funny sport, really. You know, you have... The other sports, you know, football, it, it's quite clear your levels um, and you play it better and you score more goals and you go and play for the bigger teams. Um, golf, there seems to be a bit of a wild west at the moment. Um, and the Euro Pro, while we existed, was, was a very clear third um, in the, we were the championship, really. And, you know, we have Division One, and then obviously the championship above us, and then obviously the Premier League. League One, League, league, league One. Bar- Barry would pull you up on that one. Late Norian. I'm, I'm, I'm not a football fan, I support <laughs> Arsenal. Um, and, um, and um, no, it was, it's, um, it was, it's very clear, you know, the Euro Pro was, was in that position. And now the Euro Pro's going, um, it, it's turned into a little bit Wild West. You've got loads of other tours beneath us um that are coming up and through you've got obviously live that are doing the job that they're doing and, and 
you know there's lots of discussion to have there another day um but um but yeah it's 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 a shame i think the, the game's in a funny way at the moment and i'm not sure it's all that healthy i think in the next sort of five six years it's got to find its footing again um so for the players how where do you go um you know you, you think to yourself well i'm going to practice at my club become club champion and you know, I'll go and play amateur golf and then I'll play Euro Pro and may I baby, I'll play Challenge Tour and I, I hope to get through and I want to play at Wentworth and that was the path and now it's the case of, well, I don't want to play at my club anymore. Gosh, should I go and play here or here or here or here and what am I paying? Who am I paying it to? And what cards am I getting? And how do I get them? And it's, it's, um, it's, it's literally, um, it's very confusing now. It, it, it's, it, you know, I, I do feel sorry for the players. I think it's a bit, you know they don't know sort of what they're paying for these days so it's um it's a confusing market and and you know now the euro pro has gone i i wish everyone the, the very best and yeah sadly we're not we're not here anymore to create that sort of platform has all the fighting at the top between european tour dp world and live has that trickle down effect happened this quick that it was it's obviously not to blame for this but there was a link in the chain that actually this has had a consequence. You can't, in you can't avoid that. I mean, that's that's a fact. You know the because this is the, the first domino to fall. This is the first domino, and it's a big one. It you is. Know, it's it's not it's not domino number one. You know, it's probably domino number ten um, to fall. And thankfully, you know, nine dominoes are behind us to to take our place. But it's um yeah, it's it's definitely had an effect. You know, you, you can't say no to that really. Um, the limelight of, of social and press and obviously of TV ratings um, is now focused fully at the top of the game. Um, and, you know, the, the, the pinnacle has taken over. And, and that's a very dangerous place to be because, you know, as I said to you earlier on, if you had a skyscraper without the first three stories, it would collapse. And at the moment, the way I see it is that you have a very heavy top floor um, and down below you have a load of people scurrying around to keep the building up. Um, and that's not really, that's not really where golf should be. You know, these guys should have a very clear path to the top. Um, and since we're going, um, which we sadly have to, um, there was a load of people scurrying around behind us and, and, you know, fair enough. I, I would just rather hope that the main tours could sort of look at that and think, okay, well, let's create some order here. Um, and let's create our own divisions, like in football, as I said earlier on, where you have a official divisions rather than having, um, you know, complete, you know, lone riders out there trying to trying to create something for themselves. It's it's a it's a funny one, and I don't think it's very good f for the game, to be honest. Um, there's always talk about building the game, and I'm not sure that really people are interested in building the game anymore. I think they're interested in, in trying to build their own bank accounts, to be honest. Because it's it's not that far down the pecking order. Is it like Euro Pro, like yeah. there's a like there's not many that play in Challenge Tour that haven't played Euro Pro. No, and and you know there's the other three tours in Europe, obviously as well. So yeah. there's us Alps, uh, Nordic League, and, and Pro League, and all f all four of us give five cards to Challenge Tour. Um, we did obviously, um, and those guys in Europe are working so hard to, to keep their tours alive. Um, they shouldn't be keeping 
they shouldn't be working hard to keep their tools alive. There should be a developmental program where where they are helping to develop the future. But they're almost like, you know, they're, they're sort of the old school tours where, as we were, um, you know, we're that stepping stone. And they are that stepping stone. So when you look at the Challenge Tour and DP World, or European Tour now, I'm still old school, sorry. Um, no, you're right. You, you, um, you know, you, you look at those tours and pretty much everybody from those tours is from the four tours. Um, in Europe now we've gone well you know there's going to be a few coming up now from from rogue tours I suppose that's all you could call it really so it's um it's going to be an interesting future um by the you mean like clutch tartan things like that that are kind of coming to fruition yeah. lockdown babies or such yeah they're no they're no they're not sort of officially red uh run tours yeah. you know we were we were PGA sanctioned we were we were an official professional golf tour um these are just startups, really, and, I, and you can't really say. And I know I'm going to get bad tweets about this, but they're roll-ups. You know, that, that's as simple as that. You know, they don't have the Q schools and and you know the, the fully sanctioned PGA officials on on site that that are making these tours official of world golf ranking tours. You know, and and with us going, um, yeah, it's it's leaving a bit of a mess behind, but. You know, we do need the, the top tours to come in and, and clean it up a little bit and make it a bit more official. How have we got to this point? Like, I know that that's a very broad question yeah, yeah. with lots of answers. Yeah, so, like, right. you know, you have 156 players. So, take it back to pre-pandemic. Yeah, sure. When EuroPro was, from me, in the media and the outside looking in, attending events and going along... A well-oiled machine, running well, 156 yeah. players playing every week. Yeah. You had a Monday qualifiers. You had a decent-sized sort of Q school at the start of the year. But then when you look at the balance sheet at the end of it all... It it's amazing how quickly um, something can fall um, if, if, you know, if the recipe's not correct, you know, and the climate's not correct. Um a very quick story, really. I started hit on this tour in 2012. My first event was Woburn Tour Champs. Um, tour was in trouble, to be honest with you, back then. Um, uh, we, we were a little bit in debt, a little bit. I won't tell you the true figures, but <laughs> it's enough to buy you several Ferraris. Um, we were a little bit in debt. We didn't have a tour for the following season. Uh, we had no sponsors apart from my incredible sponsor, Moda Caddy, who had been with us since day one. Um, Ollie Churcher's a top Ollie, man. Oh, he's, I, I love him. Um He's kept us alive when we were, when we were not good. Um, and um, we were in trouble. And I literally, I remember saying to Barry, I need a car. I just started, I need a car. And he said to me, well, go and get one then. I said, oh, fine. And I walked into uh, a few showrooms and nobody could sell me a car within sort of six, seven weeks. And I was like, oh God, what do I do? And I walked into BMW in Chelmsford and I looked at the cheapest car they had and I said, I need it. And they said, when do you need it for? I said, now. And they went, we can get it ready for tomorrow for you. And I said, well, deal done. I picked up the car and I left my home. I didn't return for quite a few weeks. It was about four and a half weeks. And I went on a road trip. And I'll tell you what, it was one of the best times of my life because it was across the winter. So Scotland and Dornook and all those, I went that far north, was all under snow. And um, down in Cornwall was, was cold and wet and windy and, and Kent was, you know, a disaster zone in, the, you know, in Novembers and Decembers. But I met with about 150 golf clubs, um, some of them like Montrose, I just turned up to and walked in the front door. Um, and at the end of the four and a half weeks, I had a tour. 
And, um, and, you know, it was an amazing discussion. I didn't think the way we were running it back then was particularly great. So we changed a few um, ways that we go to courses. Um, we stopped charging courses for a start. Um, it was more sponsor-led. Um, and we built a golf tour. And within two years, we were at the Belfry, the Bramazon, and we were really kicking. Um, schedule was building, and, and we got it out of its problem. Um, membership started to go up. Quality of golf went through the roof. Um, and we built a really honest, proper golf tour. Um, and, um, yeah, we got to 2019, and, and we, were, we were doing really well. TV coverage was through the roof. We were, you know, 500 million homes, 138 countries, and our social media engagement was the third highest in ratio uh, of golf tours in the world. Um, and, um, and we were doing well, and then obviously COVID walloped us um, doing well were you making money or was it still losing money no, doing well i'm afraid a golf tour loses money unless you have a very <laughs> enormous sponsor um yeah we've always had an incredible person called barry hearn but um you know very very few golf tours have barry hearn um, in their in their lives um and um thanks to barry we were we were doing we were doing well I yeah. mean, we had good membership. It was a good tour, and, and Barry was very happy to keep supporting it. But what are we talking yearly losses? Like, can you go into that, or is it? Is uh, it? Yeah, I've got to be careful. Okay. I mean, I mean, but we're in the hundreds. You're of talking thousands. Barry putting in personal amounts of okay. of, of six figures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and you know, I mean, he would happily tell you that he's into millions. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. You know, over the course of the tour, so, so it's um, but you know, fabulous. He's always supported the game, and, and that's great. Um, and then COVID hit us what a week before Q School. Yeah. Um, and so we February March twenty twenty March. Yeah. yeah. So the end of March was Q School. Yeah. And it walloped us third week of March into lockdown. Um, so I had to pull Q School, and with five hundred and ninety members, I had no categories. So how do you put 590 members on a golf course? You can't. Um, they have to go to Q schools to get categories. So I looked for an opportunity the whole way through 2020 um, for an opportunity to do a Q school. It was so important to get categories. And my first opportunity was obviously September, October, when it all started to, to lighten off. We got Q school done as quickly as I could. We saw a gap in the... Um, that was massive, that Q. I yeah, remember that Q school. It was like the that. biggest Q school we've ever had because it, it was, I think we had 580 odd members that year. Um, Q school was 490, I think it was. And it was it was huge. It was the biggest we've ever had. We filled five venues easily. And um, and it was great. You know, the tour was back on its feet. That's what the tour needs. At a, like, you know, a, a golf tour naturally something like this i assume starts off in a plus and it needs that base at the start like you're talking about the base of golf yeah. so that q school that opportunity for guys like how much of that how much did each of those players pay roughly well yeah they're paying roughly between about 495 pounds okay. to come in um, for the opportunity to win four, x four, amount five, of cards but then temporary memberships and so forth yeah, yeah you're looking at about 500 quid yeah um where that money goes is tour champs. Yeah. So, so this week we're obviously we're bringing in sixteen thousand on entry fees, and we're paying out one hundred and two. Um, so that red hole is filled by Q score at the beginning of the year. Um, if the Q score loses money, then the big red hole at the end, which is tour champs, is, is a bigger is red a, hole. A bigger red hole. Because when you add one hundred and two thousand. Um, and then you add the TV production, which is significant. Um, and that's what I wanted to get into. Like, if you like. So you had a players meeting last night. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You got oh, all of guys, your... Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. So you got all the guys in one room. Yeah. Obviously, you as CEO of this organisation, yep. 
if anyone goes online and looks at different articles being published since the unfortunate press release you had to yeah. put out, there's been a lot of negativity. There's a huge amount of speculation as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is... But where does that come from? Like, and, and I, I've well, heard it over the years of, oh, we... Like, it's an expense... It is an expensive place to, well, it's, to play golf. Well, it's incredible, isn't it? I mean, the speculation... It, I, mean, I mean, look, my number is on the website. My email address is on the website. Give me a call. And I'll let you know the truth. I've yeah. never, I've never in ten years given us, and I can honestly say this, and people listening to this are going to laugh, but it's true. I've never lied. I always tell the truth. You ask me a question, I'll answer it. Sometimes I'll have to tell you that I've got to be careful, especially on podcasts like this. But, <laughs> but, but I will give you the honest answer. Yeah. And and you know when I see the speculation online, I'm thinking, why don't you just pick up the phone and give me a call? You've purely written that to get likes and retweets and and for people to to chop in and there's no real need for it i don't understand at times why people write things but there we go um so yeah so the players put in 295 every single event um there's 156 we normally get uh i give the club four um four invites every event yeah uh one of those invites is foc free of charge i always say to the club pro um, we love you to play because, because they put the graft in and, and because the they put facility the before you in. come and and, yeah. and it's lovely for the club pro to pay. Don't get me to play. Don't get me wrong. The club pro normally misses the cut quite mm. severely, but it's lovely. But it's that PGA link as well. It's lovely. It's we love it. That's the old school. That's and that's what Sandy set it up for. Yeah. So you've got one five five um, paying two nine five, yeah. and that brings in just under forty six thousand quid, um, and we pay out fifty to fifty one. So you can see there's an immediate. Um, that's lost, straight away lost straight away you're five grand uh, instantly um, then when you add your TV into it which overall is around the 35 40 mark um, so the Sky Sports stuff costs you money. yeah you have to make, to make you a pay program. for your production yeah, you and create your a program. Yeah, no, and that is and try and out sponsor it to sponsors yeah so a TV program so here today we've got six cameras uh, and a slow-mo camera as well so seven all in uh, two presenters, uh, the producer and the edit and the directors on site. So, you know, you, you're looking at um, 11, 12 staff straight away. And then the programme goes back and it has to be made. So you're then looking at two editors that are creating um, features and the show. And you're also looking at um, producer on site as well for, ten, for five days. On top of that, you're looking at commentary teams. So, you know, it's not cheap to make a programme. Um, and... One of my things, I'm from Sky originally, and one of the big things for me is that I always wanted to make sure that we gave Sky the best possible programme we could make. Um, and I've invested in our TV programme. I've and seen it, your drone stuff this year, the small it's little beautiful. drone. Yeah, it's beautiful, yeah, yeah. Well, we started... The speedy stuff. Well, actually, um, rather oddly, and I'm going to tell you, so obviously, you know, I'm family, so, you know... Yeah, yeah. And, and Barry um, bought me uh, a Phantom 1 for Christmas back in 2013, and um, and I took this drone and, and there's no laws back then. There's no regulations. There was nothing. This thing, no idea what anyone did. You know, you you put your mobile phone on it and you send it up into the sky. And and I thought, oh my god, this thing's amazing. And I took it to uh, Wenson Valley, which was in 2013. I put it in the sky, and that is officially the first drone of a golf course uh, on air on TV broadcasts globally. So um, no one's told me otherwise, and um, everyone's everyone agrees with me that that that, that amazingly the Europro was so far ahead in what it was doing. And of course, after that US tour and European tour called Drop Clons Drones, um, we had these amazing graphical flyovers that we were doing 
we were the first to do it, you know, because yeah. my the program for me was so important to make sure the program was gay. Uh, that's what attracts the sponsors. Yeah, and I, you know, I love Gary McCord on CBS. Yeah, yeah. I remember Gary, a, a legend, and um, I remember once talking to um, Eddie um, and saying to him, um, this is Eddie Hearn, obviously, and saying to him, "Do we know anybody that could be like a Gary McCord on TV?" And Eddie turned around to me and said, oh, yeah, he said, well, we've got this uh, guy, John Morgan, I used to manage. So, of course, off I go down to Bristol to, to meet John, you know, and, and, and say to him, do you want to come on to the show? You know, and, and Kit, um, Kit was a funny one because... Uh, I worked with Kit. Did you? Well, yeah. that, like, uh, as, a co- as a peer, as yeah. in, in magazines so and Kit equipment. Was, so we went into Tour Champs at Woburn and we were getting no press. So I remember picking up the phone and the first person to answer was Kit, today's golfer. And um, and I borrowed. I said, "You've got to come down and film and do something with us, you know." And um, and he came down, and, and he was this little little guy, you know, little press journalist, and he did this incredible thing for us. But I loved his voice straight away. I said to him, "You've got a good voice, you know, a really good voice." And I said, "Have you ever thought about presenting?" So so that was when I put Kit on the show at Wenson Valley as well. So you know, everyone came from scratch. Cara, who's now um, heads up the Golf Channel, obviously in in Miami. You know, she was a find. Um, but Carl, Sean Welby, obviously, who's now a couple of radio in the mornings in London. She was a find. Um, you know, we've... we've, we've think so it's not just players, it's media you're bringing through and we've, pr- comms team and yeah, production. Yeah, we've, we've developed an awful lot of people and, and, and found people from from grassroots. I mean, now we've got Gabby on the golf course um, doing presenting with Kit and, and Rachel Drummond, by the way, who's literally the next big thing i think i think she'll go on and do sky sports hopefully she's amazing um so so it's um we're we're a developmental tour on all sides and of course not just that of course it's you know um graham wiley obviously a close house you know we we were there a couple of years i remember sitting down with graham and him asking me what i thought about maybe holding a european event um and, you know, I made that phone call and, and, you know, it's lots of things we developed. We haven't just, it's not just players. This yeah. tour has been an enormous stepping stone in the world of golf. And, you know, we, we've had a, a lot of impact on, you know, directing sponsors to positions and directing clubs and, and, and presenters and players and, and really building careers. And, and that's... Well, we're looking at that, like Dermot McElroy out there today from yeah, a personal point of view. I right, finished yeah. sixth last last time out, missed out, gut-wrenching, and now it's looking like he'll finish in the top five and claim his card and hopefully move on to bigger and better things. Yeah, yeah, yeah incredible. I mean, just... They just so I love the guys, you know. I mean, I mean, at times I think they, I think they hate me at times, but um, but I love them. I, I literally, I, I, you know, all the time I, I work so hard because I think I remember once I was walking through Woburn in my first day, and uh, Paul Maddy was my new friend back then, and um, he's been my life for the last ten years. I love him, and uh, and I remember walking through the trees at Woburn, and I just thought to myself, oh my god. I'm in charge of all these careers. This is this is frightening, and um, and I think I've never forgot that day. And every contract I sign, every club I go to, everything has always been: what can you do for the players? What can we offer the players back? What can we? How do we lower costs for the player? How do we do it? It's always been thinking about you know the players and, and Moda Kelly give a Moda Kelly every week to the winner you know Puma give clothes and stuff across and we had C golf used to give golf balls out and it, it's always that 
what can we do? What can we give away? Um, you know, and, and, and that's why I think the Euro Pro has always been important in the world of golf. It's always thought, how do we develop and how do we make a difference here rather than, you know, how do we make money? I mean, maybe we should have thought about that earlier on. But well, that's <laughs> the thing, getting back to how we started off that line of, I yeah. suppose, that trail Sorry, of, I of go chat. off on one. No, 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 you're right. No, but like getting back, like we get into that on production costs. So you're up to... 30 grand you're saying already Sorry, on. Yeah. so, so yeah. we go player entry fees you're losing straight away because you're paying out eight yeah. grand more than you're taking yeah, in, well, yeah, right? just a bit under but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. then your sky sports stuff yeah so costs. then we've got um obviously the pga so yeah. i've got six pga officials here and i have every single week um we do go to seven at times um because obviously sometimes the scoring is more difficult on certain golf courses um Hotels, food and drink, uh, and obviously salaries for those seven guys across the, across the, um, the week or the season. Um, and then you go logistics, and then we do all the boards and the signage as well. And the signage costs about 30, 35 grand a year. Um, and the guys to put them up, take them then, down, transport costs, all that. And then we've got two vans yeah. right through the year, and those guys are on salaries, obviously, as well. And um, my my press team, uh, which is sadly now just as one guy, Liam, who's uh, a phenomenal. I mean, he's changed the... He's worked so hard this year to, to keep this thing going. And um, without Liam, I mean, who knows? I mean, we might have gone earlier on. Um, but um, Liam's done an incredible job this year. So we've got Liam as well, and obviously then myself. And, uh, you know, Ash, my tournament director, and he's just the greatest tournament director on the planet. So um, Ash as well. And, and, you know, there's a big team. And when we go in the winter... Um, you know, we've got a team of probably about three, I would imagine. There's me and a couple of guys at the PGA. Um, in the summer, we go up to 45, 50 staff, really. So, so it's um, it's a big team and it's a it's an operation. And yeah, sadly, a lot of people have have lost their jobs. It's as simple as that, really. So yeah. Uh, from there onwards, what do we do financially? Yeah, that's pretty much it, really. I mean, every event would cost in the region of 90 to 100,000 per event. Um, you obviously get sponsorship that comes in, but it doesn't go anywhere near that. Um, uh, so you get your, your 40, 45 from the players, you get your little bit of sponsorship that comes in, um, and then you make your loss, and your loss is about 30, 35 an event. So, um, so yeah, it's... Um, Do you think the players understood that spreadsheet no i mean a lot of like you were the players meeting last night what, yeah. what were the que- i'm assuming the questions that were no, put at I you think, were quite direct I about 90, why how yeah it was good and, and i really enjoyed it you know I, I love that and you know at the end of it to shake everyone's hand and, and get a bit of can a, you give me a can you give us a flavor of what yeah. was asked not but obviously not no, by who no, but no, what no, was no, asked it and, wasn't, and it wasn't how a confidential you meeting at all dealt was, with um, that. no i mean quite simply really i mean just as I say before, honesty, just let them know. So what was the um, toughest question somebody asked you for you to answer personally? The toughest question was one I didn't expect, um, which was this week I've, I've made, I always put my hand up and say, sorry if I've made a mistake. And this week my mistake is yardage books. Um, it was very expensive to bring um, our incredible guy who does yardage books for us, Eddie. It was expensive to bring him across here um, and to create the yardage books and to do it. And you were looking about sixty-five to seventy pound a book for the players. And I took a decision that that was just too much money. Um, so I asked the club if they have yardage books. They do. We're one of the rarest golf tours 
in the line to the European tour that do allow um, Bushnells or Modicatis. There are plenty of brands out there. Um, I should say Modicatis because they're a sponsor. Um, <laughs> Bushnell used uh, to be your sponsor. But so really okay. my sponsor, which is why. Okay. Like, which is why. Um, but the Modicatis um, rangefinder and stuff like that they can use. Um, and, you know, they've got Modicatis trolleys yep. with, with GPS on them as well. So there's lots of different ways of getting the yardages. And... I took the decision that an extra 60, 70 quid on your bill was probably not something you'd want. Um, and a couple of players had a little bit of go at me last night for, for not doing yardage books this week. But there's so many alternatives. Yeah, I just didn't for really such see. a big week, 100 grand tournament. Yeah, saying, I just okay. didn't see that was really a massive issue, but maybe okay. it was. Didn't expect that question because the evening was really about the, uh, the end, financials the end of the tour. And the tour, yeah, yeah. And 95% of the guys are you know they know the finances and the reason why they know them is because they've sat down with me you know i always say to people just come and find me and sit down with me and i'll answer um five percent haven't sat down with me um and they are probably the ones that have gone onto twitter and, and said how wealthy we all are um and um and i just had to quickly explain the finances of the tour and it was it was absolutely fine you know i'm, I'm more than happy to run through it and, and really what i wanted everyone to know was what an investment this has been for for Barry and, and and what an incredible support he's been over the years. I wanted everyone to know that because the guy deserves a round of applause. Um, he doesn't deserve to be slated or talked badly upon. He needs a round of applause and, and that's what I wanted everyone to realise. I also wanted everyone to realise how hard the PGA have done. You know, when this original handshake was taken, the PGA's investment in this tour was 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 small um, and it was a bit of a sponsorship Um PGA today are paying well out over a hundred each year onto this tour, and you know it, that's amazing. You know they never moaned that the the cost they're doing has gone up and up and up and up and up, and um, you know they've just seen it as this incredible stepping stone. And um, so pat on the back for for the PGA and 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 you know incredible Barry, it's, it's amazing what they've done really. The numbers at this level, the numbers of view, like your stats, you're saying you had, you had an amazing set of stats 2018 19 we go through a pandemic yeah then 2020 you've a ma or 2021 to start you've a massive influx of players trying to get in the tour yeah that halved this year really yeah. it? a lot came well, no, away well, no, from it that. did and the, 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 the thing is that going into 2021 we may have been better at q school but we suddenly found there was an enormous problem with sponsorships um after COVID, businesses just didn't want to invest in sponsorships. Um, and, and it wasn't something, you know, when I started on this tour, I always said it is 10 meetings to one. You know, you do 10 meetings, you bring in a sponsor. Um, that went to 25 to one probably by the time we went to three, through 17 and 18. At the moment, it's more like 200 to one. Um, you know, they're just not willing to go into contract and go much further. Um and that suddenly became a problem because it's only really me, and and I was, you know, driving around the UK trying as hard as you can, but I can't do two hundred meetings, you know, and it's um, yeah, it's uh, it just became a bit of an issue. So you know, Zoom came to my saviour with with a few sponsors that we do have, um, and um, but we found there was an issue, and when Q score at the end of twenty twenty one was small, um, we only had three hundred and twenty sign up, um. And our membership was down as well, quite significantly. So that's a couple of hundred thousand pounds, yeah. pretty much, yeah. from the previous years and takings. Before gone. you've even started. Before you start. Yeah. And well, I looked at 2022 and thought, 
gosh, we're in a little bit of trouble here. Um, you know, you obviously budget. Um, my budget was four hundred, so uh, we've never gone below four hundred in my in my ten. Actually, it was a lie. Two thousand thirteen was below four hundred, only slightly. Um, but all the way through, we've never gone below four hundred. So, the budget of four hundred is a safe budget. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, we're not never going to go below that. That's ridiculous. Um, and then to get, well, we just struggled to three twenty. I was, I think it was about three eighteen. Um, and that's a lot. Eighty guys. It's you know, it's forty to fifty grand. Is, is that because of the other, like the, obviously the clutch and the tartan series are there, yeah. and they're also doing Q school. Like, yeah, they're they're well, they're doing events, entry events anyway for similar. Money. I mean, it has to be really. I mean, the, the interestingly, um, we shot ourselves in a foot a little bit. We our standard of play on the Euro Pro has gone so high. You know, when you got cuts of five or six under par around a golf course, you know, where scratch golfers would struggle to shoot scratch. Um, you know, you, you've got players who might have played back in 13 and 14 looking at the membership and thinking, well, there's just simply no point. Um, and so we did shoot ourselves a little bit in the foot. The enormous lowering of memberships, you have to say it's for other tours. You have to say, you know, there was opportunities that they probably wanted to go and play instead of. Um, I don't truly understand them, but fair enough. That's not, not a problem. Um, but um, yeah, and then you have a lot of people, which I think was the major issue. A lot of players lost their sponsors. Um, you know, a lot of players were relying on little ten grand sponsors, fifteen grand sponsors to play the following season, and companies just weren't doing it. And I was finding, from my point of you know, what was the problem, that these guys suddenly didn't have enough money to say, well, to play a season on the Euro Pro is 15 grand, I don't have that. Um, you know, when you've got kids sitting at home, you can't just go and spend a grand to go and play an event which you might miss the cut, um, you because know, hotels and travel and all that stuff in it as well. So um, I think the main reason for, for end of 2021 being a problem was the fact that all the way through 2021, players were telling me... Um, I'm losing my sponsor. This could be a problem. This could be an issue. I'm not sure I'm going to play next year. Um, I knew it was coming. And, and you know, I didn't think it would drop below the 400, but I knew it was coming. I didn't realise how bad the situation actually was um, by the time we got to Q school. And, um, yeah, it was just people weren't travelling from the States anymore. People weren't coming over from Spain and Portugal's and France's. I mean, when you look at our membership you know, you're getting 50, 60 guys coming from abroad. Well, straight away, that takes you up to 400. Yeah. So, so you know, they weren't coming. And then when you add to that the players who were losing their sponsors at the same time, you know, you can easily see how you were dropping in numbers. Um, and that, that was the issue, really. I mean, we don't know what obviously next year will be because we're not going to run one. But, you know, we're getting, we got, before we cut this tour, we were getting a lot of phone calls for Q School for next year. And I think we probably would have been back to, to where we where we were in, in 2019, 2018, um, which is healthy. But at the end of the day, you know, you need so many different elements to be working at the same time to make a tour viable. Um, you know, you do need your sponsors, you do need your membership, you do need your audiences. Um, 
And they're all only going one way, unfortunately. Sad, for you. so you're losing moment. sponsors, you're losing players, you're losing yeah. even the, your program. Like Sky Sports have obviously been really good to the tour. Sky Sports are amazing. The scheduling yeah. then. I, I watch your pro tour. They're becoming later, later, or earlier, earlier. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, Sky it affects Sports, numbers. Yeah, they're incredible. The I've, I've, yeah. you know, I've from Sky I spent 15 yeah. years there, so I know the guys well. And um, uh, they've always been incredibly supportive. But just the audience figures. You know, and I watch I watch my boys now. You know, they're watching YouTube's every day. They're not watching scheduled TV, and it's um, it's an issue moving forward. So, could the know? tour have worked without without that TV side of things and just focus no, on the golf? It's no, not not really. The entire the entire reason for the Euro Pro was development. Um, you know, we gave players media training. We gave players the experience they need to go up. Um, we've had players go. I won't mention names, but we've had a, a few famous players go up. And they've come back to me and said, look, you know, the cameras are... When I when I tell my camera crew when they go and film from the very beginning, I always say to them, go where you would normally go for the European tour and then take a step forwards. So the, when the players get to the European tour or a PGA tour, the cameras are one step back um, and they feel easy with it. They're, they're yeah, used yeah. to the cameras being closer to them. They're used to the the interviews. They're used to the, the press and so forth. So, the media training was a massive part of the EuroPro and something that that Barry and I were very focused on making sure that these players were getting. So the next when they went up to the next level, when Aaron won the Scottish Open, you know you can see you know he's, he's a young kid on tour. He's just won the Scottish Open. My God, he should be nervous as they come. Yeah, he was fully together he he knew exactly what he's saying in that interview and, and very focused and you know you have to say that you know his couple of years spent on the euro pro was a massive part of that you know we 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 teach these players how to speak on camera and that's um so that was something we didn't ever want to lose the program we never wanted to lose skies and stuff and that that would have never been anything that would have been in, in the conversation at all so now do you feel let down by yeah. what's above but there's a lot of money in golf. That's a massive question. There's a lot of money, <laughs> but there is a lot of money in golf, yeah, and there's a lot of yeah. money. If you take all the money that is in golf sponsorship, yeah, and it's it's very top weighted, yeah. as we're saying. Yeah. Do you feel let down at this? Like you, this is a matchroom decision. Do you know what I don't feel? I tell you why I don't feel let down. It's because nobody in life owes anybody anything. And that is the absolute truth. You make your own life, and you make your own decisions and your own goals. What I would say is that. The top tours need to look at golf and they need to think to themselves in a business sense, where is our next product coming from? You know, Tiger was huge for the US tour. And if I was the US tour or European tour, I would be thinking, we need another Tiger. We need another, we need another name coming up. Where are we going to find him or, or her even for the ladies tours? And I think, um, you know, the focus really does need to be on developmental golf. It's so important. Um, and I just think, you know, the EuroPro, we, we did never get the support. We did never get, um, you know, the found, the foundations around. We never got um, anyone really helping us. Um, we were on our own and and we fought on our own and we did the best we possibly could on our own. Um, we led an incredible developmental programme um, but maybe it is around the time that the top guys looked at the other tours and thought maybe we do need to do something. And this is just not one or two people, you know. Um, I mean, it would be so easy to point the finger at, at 
And Keith Pelle is a really good friend of mine, by the way, and, and I love the guy, and I'd never say a bad word about him, but oh, you can't point the finger at Keith. You can't point the finger at Jay. You can't point the finger at, you know, Greg Norman. Um, there's boards behind these CEOs. There's investors behind these CEOs. There's a number of company directors behind these CEOs. Those guys need to get together around a very big table and say, right, how do we do this? And why is it important to to develop the game? Why is it important to make a a, a ladder that's official? Um, because that, they all they all say they're growing the game. Yeah, well, they're not, <laughs> <laughs> they're not sadly. Um, and you know, I mean, I'm in an incredible position, really. I mean, you know, I I, I know both sides. You know, I know. I know what's happening on the bigger tours. I know what's happening on the smaller tours. And I know what's happening. Does that not make you angrier? Because you know, I know certain lot. things as well. And that makes me angry. Yeah, it's going to make the audience angrier. But I tell you when you're going to be really angry. And you're going to be angry in 10 years' time when there's no British or Irish golfers coming through. Um, that's when you're going to be angry. When you look at the Ryder Cup and there's nobody in the team from UK and Ireland. And you think to yourself, why? Why? What mistakes have we made here? Um, and mistakes have been made, and and that's that's when you're going to be angry, to be honest. And and you know now is now is the time. We're a major player, and we've gone, and and um, you know that that I believe should be a, um, a little bit of a of a of a sort of a light going off, and and these guys thinking, okay, well this can't happen again. We need to we need to create an official an official ladder here and make sure these guys are coming up because you have five miles from here, the next Roy McElroy. You have five miles from any golf course, you know, the next Greg Normans, the next Nick Faldos. And if those kids at seven or eight years old are not being given a driving range and, 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 and shown golf on TV and, and inspired those kids aren't going to take up the game. They're going to do something else with their lives. And you're losing it on day one. And that's the issue. You know, when I used to watch Wentworth on TV, and I was a massive Faldo fan, so being here this week is, is incredible. Um, I used to watch Nick Faldo play and, and Sandy Lyle play and Woosnam play and Ballesteros and really inspired and want to go out and do it myself. And, um, you know, I don't think that exists today. I don't think that... I think the game is, is a little bit saturated and there's so many sort of unofficial tours coming up and through. I think I don't think that that inspiration really exists. And, and it's sad, really. I, I, yeah, I don't really sort of know where the game's going, but you need to have developmental stages. You need to have grassroots. You need to have Monday Q schools. You know, you need to have free Monday Q schools. You need to allow players with a set of golf clubs you know, with a 50-year-old set of golf clubs and no money, you know, you need those guys to be turning up on the first tee on a Monday Q score and giving it a go because you have no idea where the next Rory, where the next Tiger's going to come from. It's a Monday Q score in the States. They double the, pro they double the entry fee. Yeah. See, like three to $6,000. Oh, I mean, I, so that was, that was um, John Morgan uh, really pushed me from 2016 onwards to 
to do Monday Q schools. It was on my. It was on the European tour. Should be doing Q schools on Monday. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, maybe you're fighting really. here. <laughs> <laughs> be careful now, hold. <laughs> well, because they're such good friends. I don't yeah, yeah. I, the thing is, I no, but it should be. It should be a more open, inclusive way. It, there should be, but I don't currency yeah. on this, right? I don't. Yeah. I don't want to say something you don't. What you don't. You don't feel. No, good. it's it's not saying that. I don't want things to be taken out of context because, yes, of course, yes, they should be doing Monday Q schools, but I respect the team there so so much. Um, and I don't, I don't, I think Keith takes an awful lot of flack that he doesn't deserve. And um, he deserves to be, he deserves to pat his, pat his back, you know, not, he's doing everything he can at the moment to keep that tour alive. And it's incredible what he's doing to keep that tour alive right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Um, a lot of people keep happy. Yeah, and I think, I think it's, um, you know, it's a shame when things are taken out of context. And now the only reason why I'm avoiding the answer is to make sure that things don't take out yeah, of context. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, the only reason I'm going at that angle is because the cards are currency. The starts are currency for players. And that's how they move up along. And I see what's happened in Ireland. I'm, you know, we're talking purely... In, and it's the same in the UK with the PGA who are behind Europro and I, I go back 10 years the top 10 on the Irish PGA region got invites to the Irish Open got invites yeah, to sure. European Opens yeah. same in the UK that's all gone mm. they don't get in anymore so that that's one rev that's one archery of main golf the PGA your club pro we don't see them at professional tournaments anymore yeah, it just doesn't happen even yeah. Wentworth they str- the, the PGA championship they don't get in no so that is a very odd one. It is, but it is. To, to be honest, I mean, you can't avoid the art. You can't avoid that. No, that's just it's purely a, commercial it's a, it's decision. It's a PGA championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and literally, there's very few PGA pros playing that mm. anymore uh, because they can't get in. It's a Rolex event. They're not allowed. So kids don't get exposed to that. What I'm what I'm really angling at is on your so the cards on your side. You had five cards. Yeah. The walls are closing in from everywhere else. It seems yeah. financially from sponsors, from players, from all this is starting to close in you're going cap and hand to Barry every year. Like, are they, as a tour that are giving you those cards, were those cards in jeopardy coming towards the end? That's a really good question, and the answer to that is yes. You know, that, that's, that's the honest answer. Um, we, were, we were secure with our five cards for the next year or two, um, but, you know, we were having an awful lot of pressure coming on us from Tartan Tour, from obviously Clutch doing Challenge Tour events and so forth. Um you know, and and it's a shame. You know, the, the way the Euro Pro Tour was run, we weren't a cash tour. You know, we weren't. The money was going back into prize funds. You've already said you've you, you paid out I mean? more than you took in. Yeah, I mean, the money's going back into prize funds, and any penny that comes in, prize funds. Um, we the aim of the tour was that the top five guys that had the Challenge Tour cards were being paid as much as we possibly could give them to make sure they could go and play a season on the Challenge Tour um, and go up. Um, that was the focus. It wasn't just to give them a card to go and play next week and take care of good luck. Um, it was to aim. You're good enough. You've got your media training. You've got money in the bank. Go. And go and see what you can do. That was the aim of the tour. So when, obviously, we're then getting pushed by, and I'm happy to say it, you know, we were getting pushed by Tartan and Clutch, who don't have the Q schools, um, you know, who who aren't paying out and clutch, you know, not paying out the full 110% like we used to play out of entry fees, you know, and it's, you just sit there and you say, well, gosh, you know, we're, we're, we're really trying here and yet, 
you know, as you say, the vaults were closing in, I suppose. And, um, you know, for for a little tour, like the Euro Pros, it was working and kicking like a nutter beneath the waves, you know. Um, you know, I suppose I suppose the support wasn't there from from all the angles. And and that that really caused us a problem at the end. You know, golf at the moment is becoming, especially with the Live Tour, is becoming phenomenally financial. Yeah. Um, and you know, the other tours are having to to do the best they can to make sure that they're paying out the prize funds and, and they're keeping their players happy because at the end of the day you know, if you really want to look at it crudely, and I'm sure the players would 100% agree, the product is the player. The, yeah. pr- the product is, is your Tiger Woods, is your is your Phil Mickelson's and so forth, you know, your Jordan Spieths, there's your product. So, you know, without your player, you don't have the product. And, and it's a very dangerous time for Live, for DP World and for USPJ Tour to make sure they've got their products and they're securing their products. And what that means is that sadly, you know, you know, the interest and the financials are being taken away from every other angle. And that's just a fact. And the access. If cards are disappearing as well, the ladder's yeah, being pulled up to a certain it extent. It is, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, there's that's a... That's gr- why I began this about there's a, yeah. the disappointment. There's a great thing in business psychology, isn't there? Well, you know, when you when you reach the top, quickly pull up the ladder because you don't want anyone else to follow you up. And 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 it's um, that shouldn't be in golf. You know, golf is a game. You get your ball, you get your first tee, and your tee, and your clubs. And if you shoot the lowest score, you win. Um, you shouldn't be pulling up the ladders behind you in any way, shape, or form. You know, if a if a fifteen year old can beat you, a fifteen year old can beat you. Um, and we've had guys come through this tour. You got one at the moment, James, and and there's a few others, obviously, but uh, who are showing real promise. That that you know, I generally think we've got three or four guys out there today, who you will see on on the USPJ tour within the next five years. Um, and let's hope that they take the path that we've lined out for them. Um, you know, and they don't take other paths that are available in golf right now because. You know, let's be honest, our friends, our PGA, our friends at the moment are our European Tour and uh, and USPGA Tour. They are the ones that have given us this stepping stone angle. So we have to, you know, we, we, you know we're fully behind that path. And hopefully those guys will, will keep it going and go to the top. It's worked well for the guys that have done it already. So, you know, they're, they're bringing in a fortune, some of these guys. So, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of politics involved in all of these decisions. That's the... Yeah, not not with us. That's, not the, that's the lovely thing about the EuroPro. Um, you know, Barry and I have run this as a total independent commercial entity. Um, commercial's a bit of a funny word because obviously it doesn't make millions, does it? But but um, but you know, we've run this as a proper entity. Uh, uh, one thing that Barry does do with all of his businesses is run it properly. There's no cutting corners. There's no cheap shots anywhere. Things are done correctly and properly. And we've always made sure that we've done that with the EuroPro. Um, we've never slandered anyone or, 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 or gone out and, you know, been rude to anyone or anything's properly. Everything's paid on time. Everything's proper. Um, and and that's a sad thing, really, isn't it? That, you know, that the one that's honest and, and upfront with everyone is the one that, that, you know, that falls first. It's I suppose that's a little bit of a... Yeah, something to a lesson in life there, I suppose. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> Are you getting me emotional now talking <laughs> about it? But story. like, it's sad. Like, could, 
this seems I got a press release from you two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, we were chatting a few weeks beforehand about different things and it was like this came uh, out of the blue for you as well. You might have been expecting, you know, you you get yeah. to the end of every year. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like the one thing that I so I rang a few players that morning they were going, "Yeah, like how did you find out?" And I was like, "I got a press release." And yeah. one thing that really pissed a few players <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, we were allowed to swear. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> it really did. No, it, it came across in like Yeah. Uh, why weren't we not told before this and well, stuff like well, that? Well, well, this is an interesting this, yeah. It's a very interesting subject to this. The players shot themselves in the foot. I sent out a press release about three weeks before. We had a problem with the programme. Sky had this incredible technology where the wording of swearing in a programme might be so quiet that the production team can't even hear it. Um, But this incredible technology at Sky can take the programme, the file itself, and actually highlight any swearing in the program and what we were having a problem was was players in the background who were a hundred yards away not any not near any cameras were saying the f words on quite a few occurrences and our production team had taken nine out of a program um and tr- tried to eliminate the problem and the sky had spotted another four and sadly that had pulled that show for that night because when they'd spotted it it was too late for us to, to edit it and put back and I sent out an email to the players, please, please, your professional sportsman, please stop swearing on the golf course because it's, it's caused us a problem tonight. It took 30 seconds for that to hit Twitter um, and another two minutes for James Corrigan at the Times to be on the phone. Yeah. Now, that's ridiculous. <clears throat> that had been leaked from a player yeah. to the press. I suddenly knew three weeks later when this was going to be released, I could not trust the players. I didn't know who it was that released that. And the problem I had, I had contracts. I had to tell key stakeholders Sponsor. who I have contracts with, yeah. sponsors, clubs, um, you know, all types of people that support this tour, uh, the European tour, the PGA, um, loads of different individuals. Jonathan Licht at Sky. We had to tell people that I had to do before I could have it released into public knowledge. These people who have supported us with not only huge amounts of money, but love and support over the past 20 years, they couldn't find out on a press release. That's ridiculous. So I had to tell them first. Um, I wrote the press release pretty quickly. Uh, we checked it over with um, some incredible guys from Matchroom, obviously, who do press releases for the boxing and stuff. They checked it over for me, made sure it was proper. And then um, and then we were to get it out. It was that quick. And and within that time, I only had a, a day really where I could get out there and, and properly tell the people that were key stakeholders. Um, and when I released that press release, I was happy for everyone to see it. Um, probably, <laughs> to be honest, if that player, whoever it was, hadn't released that to the press, yes, I probably could have told the players on the Tuesday before the press release went out. Um, but sadly because it hit the press so quickly two three weeks before it left me with absolutely no choice whatsoever i had no idea who to trust and and i had to be so careful um in fact when the press release went out on the wednesday i still hadn't had time to speak to three of the clubs um so mckinney's were one of those with jim at mckinney's and nick down there amazing supporters of us 
Um, so you I'll, had your schedule for next year? Yeah, yeah, schedule's in. Done? Yeah, yeah. I normally do my contracts in December. Yeah. So amazingly, no contracts had been done. Um, but I always pencil it in. Um, it's penciled, it's fully penciled for next year. Um, penciled in. And I hadn't spoken to the guys at McKinney's and, and a couple other clubs as well, Cleveland as well. Um, simply because I just hadn't been able to get through to them and hadn't had the time to call them even. Um, so when that press release ran out, I felt terrible that I hadn't spoke to them. But, you know, the players actually found out at the same time as one sponsor and three clubs. So, um, you know, who, who are contracted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I should have, you know, so, so yeah, it was, that was the reason why the players weren't told beforehand. I know we're getting tight on time here. You're getting people coming. We'll, we'll no, keep going for a few minutes, yeah, yeah. but like we're, it's a business. It, yeah. It's not going the best uh, over the last few years. We've seen that. So Barry, after probably writing checks for millions of pounds <laughs> over the last twenty years, decides, okay, we're gonna, pu- we're not doing this anymore. We can't do this. We've looked at other sports, and it probably is a better fit for Matchroom. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm assuming from a business point of view, it's it's gone that way. The infrastructure is still there. The Euro Pro is still there. The the cards, I don't know, have they been divvied out yet? I think they have been um, to be honest, listening to stuff. Probably, I don't know. You probably know more than me on that. Yeah. So I, 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 I better no, keep quiet. Then. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have no idea. I, I'm sure you've had interest in the tour. There's speculation online about players coming and, and looking at it. Yeah, I don't know, can you talk about anything? I mean, well, the, the problem is you can't... I, I, it's not that I've got to be careful, but you can't talk about it because yeah, yeah. it is speculation. Um, and one thing that I love to do is tell the truth. And there's no point in telling the truth on speculation because yeah. it's speculation. So, yeah, we've had a few interested parties. Um, we obviously discussed with them the finances of the tour and, and what it takes to run this tour. This is not this is not Toy Town. There are huge amount of staff to run this tour, and and it's a you know it's an expensive tour to run. Ev, you, if, a, if somebody came in with a love of the game um, and and the real intentions of growing the game, putting money into grassroots and, you know, had the sponsorship that they could actually take it on, the tour's there to be taken on. Um, and all I say to all those people is you need to talk to two people quickly, and that is Barry Hearn and Keith, Pick- and Keith um, Pelé, sorry. Um, you need to talk to those two people. And Keith Pelé's the one with the cards, and Barry's the one who owns the Euro Pro Tour. Um, if they're in agreement, then maybe the cards could be taken back and we could do what we want with them. But in all fairness, I have no idea where those cards have gone. I would imagine that one or two have already gone to Tartan and Clutch. Yeah. Um, speculation. But I would imagine that that's happened. Um, I have no idea. I would like the other three tours in Europe the Alps Tour, the Nordic League and the Pro League to, to get a, one more to each. have a card each. Yeah. They've done so much work and they've put so much in over the past 20 odd years that I just feel as though they really do generally deserve it. Um, but who knows? You know, I, I don't know and, and that's the European Tour's responsibility that's not mine. So um, they'll do what they, they see fit and best for the game, hopefully. Where to next for Dan Godding? <laughs> I don't honestly know. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a huge amount of experience running this thing. You're going to um, miss this. Yeah, I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss the. Um, I'm going to miss the tour. Uh, it, it did. It did have a lot of aggravations at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I have to say. But then, being a CEO of any business does. Um, and I think. Um, I'm, of course, I'm going to miss it. But it's been ten years now. Um, 
And, uh, you know, the way I look at life is onwards and upwards and, and you know, to have the opportunity that I've got now to to sit, uh, you know, in a nice warm bath in January and think my phone's not ringing anymore and, and think, well, what do you do with the next 20, 30 years of your life? I'll, um, I'll figure it out and there's there's lots to be done and uh, I've got a nice little black book I've built over the last 10 years and, um, you know, hopefully I'll build something that's um, that's new, new money um, and, um, you know, and also, you know, it not only helps people but builds careers and, and there's, there's opportunities so I'm sure I'll do something. There's a book on all this, Dan. <laughs> Not written by me. You should see my English. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it is a sad day. It's an emotional day. We're here at Locker and we need to, you've got to get yourself ready to get out to do your final prize presentation now today. Yeah, I on. guess so. They might not be finished yet. It looks quite rainy out there, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> but um, best of luck with it. Thanks for everything you've done for golf over the last number of years. Thanks mm. to Matchroom. Thanks to Barry. Uh, the PGA, you know, us, I'm speaking not on behalf of players, but on behalf of the media side of things, it's always been great to follow the feeder tours and, yeah. and see players being given a platform. Some disagree with uh, different things and the way you've ran your business over the years, but you've always given a platform, you've always given access, and you've always had the ladder down as that's Matt Room. Uh, that, as, that's, as really, that's really kind. And if we've got just two seconds, yeah. um, I would like to thank... Um, Barry and the PJ and Sky Sports for all their support and the sponsors and the clubs. The clubs um, have been incredible over the last 20 years and the volunteers that they've, you know, that have come out and sat on, on wet, rainy afternoons to, to run our events. Um, but then I also want to thank the players. They're amazing. These guys are so talented. And, you know, a lot of them, I don't think a lot of them realise the jewel that they've got. You know, they've got incredible abilities. Um, you know, not only to, to play the game, but to, to lead the game. Um, and it's their duty now to, to think, well, what can I do for this game? How can I build this game? And, you know, the game needs them desperately. Um, it needs them to go forwards and work as hard as they possibly can. And I, and I do wish the players the utter very best. And hopefully I'll see their, their names in, in lights in, on the bigger tours at some point. And, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's more sad, um, you know, that, that we're not helping these careers anymore. And, and hopefully, uh, hopefully the Euro Pro will be a distant memory in five years and, and they'll, they'll be onwards and upwards on the bigger side. Hopefully circuits. it goes. Hopefully it goes again. Hopefully <laughs> someone else comes. Hopefully someone else with a big checkbook that's a bit mad comes along and yeah, says, right, you know what? Know. I want a legacy. <laughs> I want a legacy. In this I want to give back. You never know. We'd, we'd love to, um, we'd love to talk to people. And, you know, even from a consultancy point of view, I think there's a lot that we could teach, especially in this market. So um, we're open, we're open and um, come knocking on our doors if you, if, you fancy, uh, if you fancy taking it on. Yeah, like I said, in the ever-changing world of professional golf, the first domino, unfortunately, has fallen. And um, yeah. There you go. Okay. Thank you, Peter. You're amazing. Not at all. No. Thank thanks. You. Thanks for joining us, everybody, as well at home. Thanks to Dan. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again next week. So sad day for golf. But on a good news note, I think Dermot McElroy is going to get his card. So we'll uh, awesome. on to the next. All right. So <laughs> one of those care. last five cards are definitely an Irish card. So uh, chat to you soon. And thanks as always, Dan. Thanks, Peter. Thank you.